Welcome to Will You Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Leslie. And I don't even know what week we're on. <laughs> um, that's a good question. <laughs> Five or something? Let me, let, me, let me see if I can find that out. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Four. We're on week four. Okay. Sure. Um, and we have yet another continuation from last week because, you know, they can't resolve anything. I really hate this. I mean, this used to be something that they only did for special reasons, like something something really serious went down. Now they can't stop. It's like once they get in a loop, they just can't stop. But it should only happen like a couple episodes a season. Around Caitlyn's season, we felt like they started using it a lot more. And I think once they got it in their head that they could do that and kind of drive the drama, they just can't let it go. And it's gotten really old. But it's crazy to me because... People didn't like it in Caitlyn's season. People have never like, liked it. They kept watching, but nobody really liked it. You know, people liked her, but they didn't like that. No. But I think that they're contributing the success of that season to whatever weird format changes they made. Yeah, which I, I think a lot of they haven't necessarily carried forward for other seasons, but this one seems to not, they can't let it go. No. So exhausting, especially when you have like two week gaps in between things. I just I need the closure of a rose ceremony. I just need it. It has a good rhythm to it. I just feel like this just kind of isn't unnecessary. They they end up putting in, I think, sometimes filler footage just to get themselves through the next episode when they could make it a lot more interesting and not force it. But yeah, whatever, whatever, ABC. Um, So we kind of left off with, um, I guess. Lee and Eric fighting still. Yeah, and Eric was getting all worked up because, you know, how Eric does with his alcohol. He gets a little turned up. You know, he he did get upset, but he never just totally lost it. No, but you can kind of just see him, like, he almost has, like, this um, twitchy quality, you know? It's a little, like, kind of jittery or skittish, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like... Sometimes my cat gets a crazy look, and then he runs around in circles a bunch of times. Kind of like that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that. Um, but, you know, I I think he gave Lee what he wanted, but on the bright side, he didn't just totally lose it. I think the previews for the last, for like, for leading up to this episode, I think they were trying to make it look like it was he was going to temper a lot more than he did. Yeah, yeah. So I think he kept it together a lot more than we thought was going to be the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and then he moved on to Kenny. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, he was like, well, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going on to the next guy. I, mean, I just can't with this guy. And then he and then he goes and sucks up to Rachel. He tells, like, this story about his grandfather getting cancer and that he carved, like, wood for her. Yeah. Car- it's like, a, I don't think that, you know, in the background, Chris Harrison is doing arts and crafts hours with the with the guys yeah. at the mansion. So it's like, when did he do this? And who, I mean, you know, a producer was like, this would be a great idea. Like Rick's did they give him a little, like, a little knife and a hunk of wood? You know what it was reminding me of? Um, so we had Waboom, who was bringing back, like, Jim Carrey realness. Mm-hmm. But this made me think of Polly Shore, whatever happened to Polly Shore. <gasps> Will you please Whittlewood with me? Please Whittlewood with me. <laughs> he hasn't done anything in a long time. I know. I don't know. I, I hope this scenario is that he made his millions and he's just like chilling. He's whittling wood. 
He's whittling wood. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, so maybe Polly Shore made it. But anyway, I looked really janky, and I don't believe at all that he's actually into Rachel. No, he's into the idea of being on TV more for exposure. And I, I mean, I, th- there's no way this ends in good exposure for him. No, I guess if he just wants, I think some people believe just any attention is good attention and they don't care. I guess. I, I mean, <laughs> I tweeted uh, during this episode that, you know, congratulations to uh, Wes, who I don't know if you know, I don't know if he watched this season, but he came on. And he was this really douchey singer-songwriter, like, country music guy who got really far in the season, despite the fact that he was just a total jackass. <laughs> um, but, you know, there was always that bar, because they would have all these kind of country singer-songwriter douchey guys come on. But he was always the worst. But now, this guy. Lee. So, congratulations. You made <laughs> Slow clap. Nobody's going to buy his songs. No. Well, maybe the KKK. <laughs> maybe. Oh. I don't know. This is very uncomfortable for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then and then sh- you see her with Brian. Brian's just too intense for me. He just needs to back back up to old Keebler off Lee. Oh, sorry. Um, he was talking with her about the argument that he had with Kenny. That oh, she yeah. heard. Mm-hmm. So she's asking him for his side. And he's just like, oh, shucks. You know, I really hate it when people yell at me. And he's just so aggressive and all this stuff. And at this point, I'm like, how is she not putting together what's going on? Because he's riling up Eric, who, when he's with her, is really nice. And he doesn't really seem to have a problem with anybody else in the house. Mm-hmm. Then he's riling up Kenny, who's always really nice with her, too. And then he's calling him aggressive. And, like, at what point does she realize that there's a pattern on who he's having a problem with and the way that he's discussing it? I feel like in the moment, it's probably hard to, like, you're just hearing bits and pieces. And you're like, are we fighting with everybody? And it's hard to probably sit there and think about the fact that there's a consistent thread there. Yeah, that it's Lee. And then he's picking fights with, with the black men in the house. Yeah. Um, which Dean notices. I appreciated his observation. Uh, he was talking to the producer and he said, I noticed that he keeps having problems with people who are not maybe culturally familiar to him. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. And he's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dean might be, Dean might be young, but he's savvy about some of the ways he approaches things. I think. I love Dean. We'll get to that more later, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Dean and I love Kenny, so he needs to leave Kenny alone, and Kenny needs to just not respond. Not buy in. Just smile and ignore him, you know? Like, anytime he tries to do something, like, make a dick move, just smile. Yeah, just walk away. It'll make him a lot more annoyed than, than, you know, giving him what he wants, which is a fight, so. Yeah. Um, Uh, But she did talk to Kenny about that and I think he did a pretty good job of explaining that you know he was very frustrated and he kind of lost his, his temper and he wishes that he hadn't done that right. both for his sake and for her sake because he realized that he put her in an uncomfortable situation and he regrets yeah. that so so that was good I feel like he handled it as good as he you know he recovered nicely and I think he didn't let um it get too out of hand or whatever so yeah I hope that like from here on out he just doesn't let him get to him like or not that he doesn't respond to it at all, because if he's 
mis like behaving inappropriately, which he is, like somebody should call him out for it, but he needs to do it in a way that doesn't give him the satisfaction of upsetting him. Yeah. I think people need to know the line and not let him, you know, get them past that. Every time I see that stupid little smirk on his face when somebody, when he succeeds in like angering somebody, it makes me so mad. Like you can tell he's that guy on Facebook or on Twitter who just says really nasty things to people because he knows it'll upset them. He's yeah. totally a troll. He's such a troll. And then the whole, whole episode, his hair just kept growing and it was making me so annoyed. His hair is so tall and his ears so wide. And I'm like, what am I even looking at? And why is this guy here? And I just, I hate it. Oh, <laughs> I need a Xanax. That, um, so what else happened? Anything she else for the talks, She talks to Brian and mauls her again. And he just is like, I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have babies with you, and I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. Like he has he has moments occasionally where she'll have a, he'll have an interaction with some of the guys, and I'll just be like, oh, he seems like a cool guy. And then he talks to her, and it's just like I'm so sexy, and I'm trying so hard, and I just want to rub against you, and it's just too much. It's like I feel like there, you know, when I see him with the guys, I see him as being much more interesting and attractive. And I just feel like he's just, oh, it's like nonstop when he's with her. It's just, I need to like shower after he comes. Like he's just like greasy and like, I don't know, not, not even physically greasy. He just feels greasy. It just, it feels, it feels too intense. It just, I want it to calm down just a little bit. It's just, I, I can't, I can't even, I, I just, I don't even want to watch at that point. I'm just like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> been a lot of moments where I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to watch this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and just... every time he's on screen with her is definitely one of those moments. But she seems into it. And I just wonder, she's is she so going to watch this back and be like, what was I thinking? She's or is so... she still going to be into it? I don't know. She seems so into it, which is, which also distracts me. Um, it's like you can tell, like, when a kiss looks like a good kiss or, you know, like you can. And it's like a good mauling. His kisses do not look hot. And then it reminds me, it's basically the opposite of Chris Sewell's, but like on the <laughs> testing spectrum of like weird kisses. Right. On one end, you have Brian, and he likes, oh my God, over. And then on the other end, you have Chris Sewell's with his tiny little lips who would just like peck at people's faces like a little bird. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess Brian's worse. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. It's a tough call. I guess. I guess we'll get. I think we're gonna get uh, a lot more episodes to decide whether we think one's worse than the other. Yeah, we'll see. Unfortunately, um, Chris, do we have any updates on that? I got really confused by the update I was reading. I know he pled not guilty, but maybe that's kind of where it's been left off. They made it sound like they confirmed that he didn't have that he wasn't intoxicated at the time, but I don't think they could conclude that. Because he waited, like, yeah. five hours before you would let them talk to him. Yeah, so I got real confused about the update I read. And I, and I see, you know, you know how it is. Like, you see updates and sometimes you're like, is this a reputable source? Uh, I just wait for, for it to turn up on something like People or, you know, like a real website. Because they, they have a lot of Bachelor news. So if I see it on there, then I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> then it's usually pretty solid. I think that's fair. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there that's weird, weird sites. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, you know, she talks to Peter a little bit. He's being supportive about her, um, you know, having to deal with all the drama for the night. And then we just kind of go into the rose ceremony, which 
kind of is I don't know I, I kind of almost halfway only halfway paid attention to this rose ceremony it was kind of just a blip yeah okay. so did we talk about um did we talk about her meltdown and how Chris Harrison turned up oh I don't think so I think we need to go back over that yeah um all right so let's let's pretend we just stopped talking about crystals um and then there was she got a little upset at one point and was talking to the camera about the pressures of being the first black bachelorette and i don't know if that was caused by um by the fight between kenny and lee or you know the fights with eric and lee I don't know if that was what was upsetting her or it kind of makes me wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes in terms of her being required maybe to keep Kenny around because the producers want him around. Oh, you mean Lee? Yeah, I said Kenny. I meant Lee. Yeah, yeah. I think she wants to keep Kenny around. I think Lee is just kind of like, eh. But that just makes me wonder if she's getting upset because they're forcing her to keep someone on the show that she knows is there for, you know, bad reasons. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that she knows at this point that he's there for a bad reason? I think she probably gets a weird vibe from him. Yeah, I could see it going either way. I could see her kind of being like, eh, whatever, I'm not that into Lee. But then they're sitting there telling her, no, you have to keep Lee around. And then that might make her wonder, why do I have to keep Lee around? Yeah, she's probably like, there's got to be something I'm missing. Yeah. Because she's a smart lady. She is. And and I just, I, I think... We're all sitting here saying, how does she not pick up on what's going on with Lee? And I'm thinking maybe she does. Yeah, I think she gets enough of a sense for it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're requiring her to keep him around, I mean, we don't know. But, like, if, I mean, I feel like they want to keep him around, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, But if that's the case, then, yeah, I'm sure that creates a little bit of, you know, friction on her end as to, you know, what's up and not not being pleased about it. Seems exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, she's exhausted and she's just getting started. <laughs> but then she has sweet baby Peter to come cheer her up. Oh, baby Peter. <laughs> much. <laughs> Peter's like, the best. Like, if if he doesn't win, I, I know, it sounds weird. But if they don't end up together, I think he would make a great bachelor. So I feel like that could be in the pipelines. I feel like he's, I think he... And I say this cautiously, but I think he he reminds me a little bit of Ben just because he seems like a really nice guy. But I think better Ben. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. I think he would be really interesting to watch. I mean, I I have heard that he he played football in high school. So, I mean, he and Ben are both athletic. So they have that in common. Yeah. Do you do a little deep dive on Peter? Because I haven't really looked into it. I just know I love him. Well, I did hear that he, you know, did say, I think, in his senior, I don't know, like, quotation or, like, statements or whatever in his yearbook, he mentioned that one of his life goals was to be The Bachelor. So he's not quite accomplished that in this run, but, you know. Uh, You know, I feel like most guys, that would make me think less of him or think he was just trying to get on TV or whatever. But I don't know. I just get a good vibe from him. So I'm going to pretend that he's only there for the purest of reasons. I think I give I give him credit. I give him credit. I think he's, you know, some people are just kind of like, oh, it's an adventure and, you know, I'll travel around and maybe I'll fall in love and we'll see what happens. And those are the people that I like, like the best because I think it's a normal attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. T- TBD. 
I would be very surprised if he's not around, you know, until hometowns are further. Oh, oh yeah, I think he's. I think he's final, final. I would say final too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And if he uh, isn't, I'm gonna be really sad. The end. <laughs> I like him. I like Dean, and I like Anthony, and I like Kenny. I think those are. I like, like Will. Yeah, I like Will too, but I feel like I don't know as much about Will. Yeah, I don't think we know as much about him either. I forget. I think he's going to be a late bloomer, like one of those people that stays around for a long time, and then and then you get to know him really well. Yeah. Kind of like um, on Sean Lowe's season, uh, what's her name, Catherine? Mm-hmm. Catherine? She, you didn't really see her until towards the very end of the season, and then you're like, oh, this is somebody he's actually serious about. <laughs> like, where'd you come from? She was that person on the season. Yeah, because I think some people are just not as exciting and don't make for as great of TV, but they still have connections. Yeah, it's like, sorry, she's hanging around. Yeah, so I would like to see more of Will. Um, I think some of the previews they've shown, it seems like we'll, we'll be seeing more of him. Well, I forget where I read or if they said this in the episode, but I think Re- Will supposedly reads a lot of books. So I think he's, I think he's, I don't know, he seems like he's got some, some interesting layers I there. Um, reading the bios that Anthony seemed like a big reader too. So mm-hmm. here for anybody on The Bachelor who's into books. Yeah. That was one of uh, JJ's redeeming features. Because <laughs> then they can talk smart things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So now we're at the rose ceremony, right? Yeah, the anticlimactic rose ceremony. But we lost Diggy. I was very sad about Diggy because, I mean, you know, if nothing else, you know that Diggy's going to show up with the most like, like snappy outfit. You know, I'm I'm going to miss his outfits. Yeah, and he's just got like this interesting aura about him, and I feel like we didn't get to know him very much. Yeah, you know, like he gave off good vibes. And, but then there was part of me that couldn't quite get over the Bachelor bio bit about pretending he was asleep when somebody found out that <laughs> yeah. when Sam found out that her brother was missing. Like, come on, Diggy. I Keep forgot that. that. You should be embarrassed about that. Yeah, that's not good. Do we think Diggy's – I can't remember if Diggy's on Bachelor in Paradise. I think so. I think he is too. I think so. Yeah, uh, so – see more of Diggy. I hope I continue to like him because I, I liked him so Although, far. can he go to Paradise? Because I don't know that he can wear like his bow tie. Like, I don't know that that's... Yeah! Like, what is he going to wear? What does Beach Diggy look like? I'm very intrigued. So, I can't believe we lost Diggy, but we still have Iggy. I know. Although, I feel like we couldn't have them both around because it just sounded weird. Yeah, so keep Diggy. Who else did he send? Did she send home? I only wrote on Diggy. Uh, she sent home the firefighter. Oh, she sent home Bryce? Yeah. She sent home your, your Keebler elf? Yeah, bye-bye. One less elf. Or I guess he's returning to the tree, actually. <laughs> needed him. <laughs> and then wasn't there, wasn't there like a male model she sent home? Oh, yeah. She sent home a little, uh, booger roll. <laughs> <laughs> that was a yes. contribution to the show. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yes. I forgot that was him. Luckily, Adam and Adam Jr. are still there. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so they end up in Hilton Head, South Carolina, which, fun fact, is where the ladies were supposed to have gone on Nick's season and there was that tropical storm, so they made them go shovel horse poop. 
Oh, my God. They were tweeting about it during the episode. They were like, why did they get to go to <laughs> <laughs> to shovel horse poop. And then they had a really bad fake date with his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, who just happened to walk by with a microphone just on. Just happened. Just strolling by, mic'd up, ready to go. Keeping it casual. Um, or or as, as Rachel likes to say, keeping it 100. Keeping it 100, yeah. Uh, they were not keeping it 100 with that one because no. we all they were lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of missed when they said that they were going to South Carolina. So after a while, I was like, wait a second, this doesn't look like California. <laughs> well, I don't think they really said. It's just all of a sudden there was like a thing on the corner that said it. But I was like, what? usually yeah. they do some, you know, some hokey montage about them, like going through the airport or whatever. Guess um, where we're going. Yeah. Like, try to give me our cars. Like, rest Carolina! <laughs> <laughs> nope, we did not get that this time. It was just like, and bloop, we're in South Carolina. Whatever. I wish I was in South Carolina right now. I know. It sounds nice. Um, so we start off with a one-on-one date with Dean. Um, the date card says our love is about to take off. We learn Dean has a tattoo, which we could have told from the bio, but you can't what was see it. It was some sort of like triangle-looking tattoo on his up, like his bicep. All right, I don't get it, but I'm into it. Yeah, I don't know. It was all right. They went on the Goodyear blimp. Which is crazy. And apparently Dean is kind of, he doesn't say he's afraid of heights, but he's not a big fan of heights. I feel him. I feel like when you're on an airplane, you can kind of disconnect yourself from what's going on because you get so used to it. Mm -hmm. But then you go on something like a blimp and it makes you realize more that you're just floating around in the air. Yeah. Because every now and then when I'm on a plane and I stop to think about what's going on, I start to get like... It's a little terrifying. A little freaked out. <laughs> I just don't want to think about it. I just kind of go with it and be like, we're just gonna, we're just going where we're going. We're not on a plane, like this like mini environment flying through the air. It's like weird. Like, see here, I'm not like thousands of feet up in the air. Nothing, nothing, nothing weird is going on. <laughs> totally normal. It's all good. Um, uh, I liked yeah, her. I like that they got to drive it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I was... Um, not expecting that to be the case and that was kind of fun um i also really enjoyed the um i don't know if it was intentional or unintentional but throwback to nick and vanessa's day because she's like i'm not gonna deal with your throw up basically (laughs) (laughs) if you throw up we can't make out (laughs) yeah which was really funny i'm like oh good good throwback if if unintentional i don't know Um, vanessa are still going strong like people see them out and say that they seem into each other and really yeah. I feel very not in the loop about the two of them. I was actually thinking that the other day. I see little, like, posts about sightings and stuff, and people say that they act really, like, into each other, unlike, huh. they, unlike on After the Final Rose. <laughs> that was, I mean, they didn't give us any reason to give a lot of, you know, to have a lot of confidence in them, right? No, they did not. No. Um. So, yeah, I mean, they... It's basically the blimp, and then they just hung out. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, it was it was just a really nice date, you know. And I think she was worried about his age um, yeah. and that he wouldn't be ready to get married and start a family. Um, but you know, they start talking about it, and he mentions, you know, that he wants to have a close knit family. He tells the whole story about him and his mom, and like his family, and the whole dynamic there when his mom passed away, which was. I started crying. Oh my gosh, so upsetting. Got <laughs> really emotional. You know, sometimes. There are a lot of people who come on the show and they have stories that are really sad, but sometimes you feel like they're just bringing them out at a weird moment and it doesn't seem like 
it doesn't connect with you in that way because it seems like they're like, oh, here's my sad story. And it's not that I feel for them any less, but sometimes when it comes out, it just seems like... Really forced. Really, yeah. But in this case, it just seemed really natural and he seemed so sincere and it just made me cry. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, you could tell when he really... Like how much he cares about his family and how much his mom obviously meant to him. But you can also just tell, I think it also to me showed that, you know, he really is into her because he was just so honest about how he explained everything. And I mean, he mentioned you know the fact that he's never really opened up about this in this way, which I feel like we hear a lot on the show, obviously, because they forced these, <laughs> these people to talk about these things. But I, because a lot of people kind of push that stuff down and they might yeah. not talk about it if they weren't on the show where people are kind of pushed to talk about about their past and about you know their lives and stuff like that yeah so and I think I think he was very honest and forthcoming and he didn't he I thought it was interesting for someone who hasn't been open about it to be just so natural about it like he didn't seem like uncomfortable it just seemed like you know I need to tell you this and I'm going to be really honest about it which I thought was cool I mean I feel like he I forget is he 25 27 whatever he is like 26 26 ah somewhere in the middle I think it's 26 uh yeah I think it kind of showed that even though he's 26 like especially when you've gone through some stuff that can make you want to grow up and to do those things faster than you know people might otherwise mature yeah so I think to me that was the most um important thing from their date was that conversation which I thought was really important yeah he seems more mature than a lot of the like 30 plus guys that are on that show um absolutely um but of course the other important thing was that he got the awkward um country slow dance on stage but you know what? I actually loved it this time <laughs> because I think it came right after like an emotional moment. And I was like, these okay. things are so corny, but I was still feeling like a little a in little- the moment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we'll give them their moment. I just I was like, I-, I don't know who this guy is, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't bother me, but it was just funny. I felt like, you know, he just had this serious conversation and then you're going to shove him up on stage. It just felt like a weird thing. I don't know. I was sitting, I was sitting and watching it. I was like, what is wrong with me? Because I always hate, I always hate those. Yeah. It's so weird because it's like, oh, look at you. You're in the middle of a country concert of somebody that I've never heard of. And then they're just going to put you up on stage and you dance and make out in front of people. <laughs> it's such a weird thing when you think about it. You really think about it. It's very weird. <laughs> but whatever. I was into it. I liked it. Good old, uh, good old Russell Dickerson. Sure. Yeah. So that was that date. Um, and I really liked it. And I hope he stays around for a long time. Yes. And then uh, we have- uh, What? Then we have our guy, uh, our, our group date of the week. I really enjoyed this group date. It was such a weird group date, though. <laughs> I know, but I loved it. I was like, it, it just felt like no, it made no sense. It's like, so we start off, and they're on a boat. Okay. And then you end up with a spelling bee? I loved it. It made no sense <laughs> to me. Laura, like, some of the, the, the things that people could not spell. That, was- that was that was That was good. I loved it so much. And, I mean, it is kind of funny because I felt like that, I mean, there you don't get a lot, I mean, you get obviously people telling you kind of these serious stories that we're talking about, but you don't get a ton, I think, of insight into a lot of the little things that are going to be, like, who these people are outside of this world. And so I think seeing them spell things I thought was really fun. Like, 
It cracks me up. I mean, there were some people that you knew would be good at it. Like, Josiah's a lawyer. You know, he's probably read a lot of textbooks and, like, court cases and stuff. He probably knows how to spell pretty well. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that he did well. But some of the other ones. Well, but it made me think of, like, the real world road rules challenge things because, you know, my my husband is obsessed with that. His his reality show. Um, I've gotten into them. I'm sure if I did, I would love it. Oh, yeah. He's obsessed with them. So, But I think they do – they do some challenges that are mental challenges, and I don't think they do a ton of that kind of stuff on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, right? So I like seeing who did well, who didn't, and uh, some of them I think just just like you know transpose yeah. the letters, which I think is easy. I like I, I it's who, hard. It's hard to spell out loud. I think and he was spelling champagne, and he switched the n and the g. And I think sometimes even if you're you could write it very yeah. easily with no problem, it's hard sometimes to sit there and spell it out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but hands down, the best one was Eric trying to spell facade. Yeah. <laughs> what, did he, what did he, I forget what he spelled it. I put Adam Jr. Um, first of all, Adam Jr. is in the audience. Oh, of course. <laughs> I put Adam Jr. as our Twitter banner um, right before we started taping this. And I was going to put, um, I was going to put Eric spelling facade, but it was too low res. So maybe uh, later. No, this is perfect. Better one. I just pulled out the profile and he's just looking at me and it's so creepy. <laughs> you can see his eyes, but you can feel them, you know? You can totally feel them. Oh my gosh, so creepy. Oh, I love it when he comes in and it's French. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The spelling bee, it was, it was something. I like that they had the, um, the little girls there. To, to judge and to ring the bell. Just looking and at them I, like fools. I think it was Josiah kept like using the words in a sentence to say something like sexy about Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> like he was being a little over the top, but I appreciated it. Well, and then the guys kept being like somewhat inappropriate about it. And I'm like, these are small children. It was just really uncomfortable. At one point somebody said to, to do the earmuffs. <laughs> Oh, good, 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 good. That was very funny. They gave somebody the word coitus. That was... I know. I was like, uh... You know what? Those girls need to learn how to spell it for their spelling bee, because you never know. So Wasn't that the word they gave Peter? I, I can't remember who it was. Whoever was couldn't spell it. It's all a jumble. Yeah. 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 I was surprised that Anthony got out sooner. I know. I think they were just put on the spot. It's, yeah. I I could see myself doing badly, not Eric level badly. Okay, so he spelled facade P H Y S D E. That's worse There's than actually, I remembered. There was an A in there, like if it was P H Y S A D E, that would still be crazy, but at least it would make sense because, like, Fizzy. if you do that, it looks like Fizzy. <laughs> That's rough. Oh, uh, Eric. Love it. Uh, I think that was about that date, right? Everyone's well, they they had, then they go and talk afterwards. Well, the other thing, like, and I, I don't know. I feel like every every time he comes up, I revisit the fact that you know, going in, I was, I really like Josiah, and he's just, uh, he was, he's intense. Yeah, I mean, and maybe he'll eventually think, back I, off, but if he could just like chill, take it down. Uh, really like him because I like that he's smart. I like that he has this backstory of like, 
having a troubled childhood and using, you know, the trouble that he got into to inspire him to be a lawyer. Like, that's so cool. And I love that they're both lawyers and I, I like want it to work out, but he, he gets weird sometimes. He's just so competitive. And then like the fact that he wins this and then he's carrying around that, that trophy and he, he's like <laughs> making out with the trophy. Yeah. And then he decides to drink his like drink out of the, tro it's just like, let it go. <laughs> like, he could have come in knowing he's going to do great at the spelling bee and just like look really confident and look really cool and just play cool. And instead he kind of came off like a tool. Like, <laughs> Cut it out. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I am curious to see where things go with him because I could see it going like two very different directions and I just don't know. Yeah, I'm curious too. But I... Also, he's a lawyer, and I want him to behave himself because I don't want him to mess up his career. I know. I always worry about that, and I feel like I worry about that now even more based on our recent Bachelor in Paradise stuff. Yeah. I just want, you know, some of these people have really serious careers that they've gone to lots of school for and that they've worked really hard for, and I don't want them to come on some show and act like a fool and mess that up. Yeah, I think I think that's why I would never be able to do something like this because I would not be able to forget that, right? And I think to some degree you have to be willing to – I mean, you, you don't have to necessarily forget it altogether, but you have to be willing to let that go in order to do this, and I just couldn't do that. This is like a young man's game, you know, but unfortunately a lot of these people are solidly established in life because, you know, if you mess up something when you're 22, it's like, oh, I was young. I didn't know any better. But when you're 30 and you've been to law school or you're a doctor, like you're a pediatrician and you're on TV acting weird, you know. Tickle you monster. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> giant hands. Um, yeah, you don't have an excuse when you're like an actual adult. Yeah, there's like a, after a certain point where it's just kind of like you're being like you're you're at a certain point in life and you're kind of being serious then about the fact that you're making this conscious decision to play up this other side of yourself that's going to have potentially a downfall. I just yeah, I feel like after a certain point it's just kind of eh, a little beyond the the scope yeah. of yeah. But um, guys are beyond that point and they need to reel it in. Yeah. So then I guess we start to see then the friction between. Is it Lee and Kenny that we end back up with? I think so. Uh, I think there's some, but then also for some reason Iggy gets involved with stuff. Oh yeah, Iggy Iggy pulls her aside and starts talking about Lee. Was he talking about? No, I think he was talking about Josiah, wasn't he? Oh, that's right, he was. Okay, see, this is why it's, it's confusing. It's like everybody's picking fights with like, but it's always different people, and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't understand why. Like, it's the same thing every season. This never ends well, like the whole yeah. like infighting. Like she doesn't want to hear it. They never want to hear it. Like just let it go. It's so confusing to me because yeah, I don't understand what his goal was because he goes and he shit talks Josiah and then he comes back and he's like, yo, Josiah, you know, I really love you, but I just want to tell you that I just told Rachel that you're a huge asshole. <laughs> I don't get it. Made no sense. And what's going on and I feel like Lee keeps pulling that tactic too he's like I love you man I love you and then he's like obviously he doesn't love these people because he's treating them horribly it's so weird it was very weird the guys are, are extremely catty this season I feel like I liked how people kept calling Iggy Gossip Girl that was funny yeah it was, it was very true XOXO 
Gossip Girl. Gossip Biggie. Right. And that was kind of, that was the episode, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, again, to be oh, continued. Trying to ask him, I guess, for, or I don't know if she, she's trying to ask, somebody's trying to get more information out of him on why he thinks that Josiah is being two-faced, and he just kind of talks in circles. He doesn't really give any examples. Yeah, it makes no sense. I think he's just annoyed about how, like, hyper-competitive, and, like, he's almost like, you know, Tarzan in the corner pounding his chest about some of this stuff, I think. I think yeah. the guys are just kind of, like, annoyed with that a little, and I think that was more, I think he's more annoyed about that than any sort of concrete. Yeah, he should have to himself because like even if you think he's being kind of annoying nothing's risen to the level that you need to be like you know trash talking him to Rachel I mean I felt like if anything he should have been you know it would be good if someone's gonna rat somebody out like the, if, rat if, out yeah she needs to start hearing that from from many directions so then it's like no excuse for her to question that so but I think yeah. that I'm thinking about it now is when um Lee goes and, and and tells Rachel that Kenny's aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually at the end of the show, and that's why things start to get a little weird. And he starts saying just weird things to Kenny about how much he's enjoying how angry he is. Yeah, he's, like, really trying to, like, egg him on. And I can tell that Kenny's trying really hard not to let him get to him, but it's getting to him because nobody wants to be talked to that way. Yeah, he's being like, like snarky and condescending, and he's just the worst. Yeah, the worst. Uh, so I think kind of where we leave off is, I feel like all of this is gonna come to a head next week. Yeah, in terms of people confronting Lee for picking fights with all of the black men that are in the house. Like I feel like at some point, and I think we saw in the season preview. Uh, I think it was Will, actually, maybe, who said something to him. Somebody does say something. I feel like, like it was Will. was Will. I think it was Will. So I think that may happen next week. I'm not sure. The previews seem to imply that things are really kind of, kind of be, like, kind of explosive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what what sets that off, but I feel like I'm sure it's just It's Lee. a coming. I'm sure it's Lee. <laughs> Of course. Um, Get in there and let people go back to, you know, like, Josiah level. Yeah. Like, uh, that kind of drama, just, like, people being cocky or people, like, kind of getting into little snip, snippy fights with each other. Like, I don't need to see... Legit racist business going on. I need to see him, like, sitting there baiting people, trying to get them angry and trying to make them look bad. I don't like it. Well, and I feel like I have a hard enough time watching people go home week after week when, you know, there's something annoying about them and you don't want to deal with them. But, like, when it's someone that's just legitimately a bad person, like, I don't want to see them. Like, just get off. Like, and it's like, even though I don't, I don't love Eric, he doesn't seem like a bad person. No. I, I don't like that he's being goaded like that. And Kenny, we can tell, like, he seems very charming and he seems very, like, even-tempered, so... But anybody, like you, can make anybody angry at you if, if you're if you're manipulative enough with them. And he's super manipula- manipulative. That's like the best summary word for him. Yeah, because Kenny seems like a chill guy. So for him to be going around saying Kenny's aggressive, it's like Kenny's only aggressive because you're harassing him. Because you're a jerk. Yeah. So I guess to be continued, and da, then next da, da. week they're gonna have a two 
two-part episodes. So we're going to have four hours of The Bachelor to cover next week. Oh, I'm not ready for this. It's like I'm excited for the next episode, but I'm not excited. That's a lot. It's just a lot. Well, and it's so funny because, like, work has been really busy for me. So, like, I had to work over the weekend. And, you know, this week's been busy. And I have to do stuff into next weekend. So it's like I'll just get past all of that. And then we'll have two episodes of The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> like just waiting for you on the other end. <laughs> you guys, don't do it. <laughs> um, and I guess – so I guess that's kind of the episode. I guess we should also touch a little bit on all of the late-breaking Bachelor in Paradise news. I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me angry. There's so much. I just, I honestly kind of don't want it to come back. And you know I love Bachelor in Paradise, but I feel like it's been tainted. I just, I mentally can't come back to it, at least right now. Yeah. Um, and now, honestly, I don't really want to see any of the people that are there because I don't like how they've been acting on Twitter. People have been acting crazy. And, like, I don't – obviously, we weren't there. But I think a lot of the female contestants have been going after Corinne pretty hard on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't appreciate it. And I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it's been hard to watch. Like, you see it and you're like I, – I mean – and who knows, maybe they know more than we know. But I feel like from what they were saying, it doesn't seem like they were necessarily there to observe all of it. I mean, who knows? But it just feels like they're just putting a lot out there. And I think it's it's been interesting to see what halting production has, how different contestants have approached that in different ways. And a lot of them have just been like talking all over the place about stuff and like, you know, divulging and things that... Like Alexis... I love Alexis, and now I'm just kind of like, oh, because she's been saying some questionable things. Raven, who was supposed to be Corinne's friend, has been trashing her left and right. Jasmine has been too, but I think it's worse when it's Raven because it's like, oh, you know, right a a couple weeks ago you were talking about how she's one of your best friends, and now you're just totally throwing her under the bus because your TV show got temporarily canceled. I I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean... And they were trying to, Jasmine and Raven um, were trying to make it sound like she was calling um, Demario a rapist on Twitter. And I'm like, well, she didn't say that. She said her statement made it clear that she put the blame on the production. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that they were putting words. I understand urging, maybe urging caution in terms of judging his side of the situation because right. they saw him and they were there and maybe they feel that they have some insight on that. But I don't understand, you know, just totally throwing her under the bus and acting like she's making everything up. Because I don't think that's true. I think that they probably did a way over-serve her to the point that she was out of it. I, I, I buy it. Yeah. I don't know. So they, they are saying that the show's that it's coming back and that they're just going to make some changes, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And supposedly I think I was reading that people who were there are being invited to return. I think they're supposed to be resuming filming. I believe they said over the weekend and are still roughly trying to meet their, I think it's gonna be a little bit past, but not far past their original launch um, timing of August 8th. Yeah. Um, But all of it's really weird because it's like, how do they even resume this? You know, um, like, and I, I will phrase this carefully because it's one of those things that I feel like if you've been, co- uh, been 
paying attention to the coverage and reading it, I mean, it's just like you can't avoid spoilers for Rachel season. So I feel like that's been distracting. But spoiler alert here. Are we going to discuss anything? Oh, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. I'll, I'll just say that, um, you know, I, I was reading that one of the guys from Rachel season who um, and, and you know this because we've talked about it. Um, one of the guys from her season um, kind of hit it off with one of the ladies supposedly um, in paradise before all of the taping wrapped and they've been like hanging out since. So it's like, what, you what happens with them? Go like, back in time and redo that, you know? Yeah. Like you, and it, it also just makes the whole thing seem fake. And you know, there's always an element of fakeness right. to it. It's happening in real time. It's not like, I'm like, oh, two weeks later, we need you to pretend that you just met each other and that you're just getting into each other and, you know, all that stuff over again. I mean, it's like if they're not going to be real about the fact there was this, you know, break, just I don't know. I'm almost more curious how they're going to spin this and make it because I feel like it's 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 just ridiculous. I mean, are they just going to totally avoid it? I don't even understand. I don't know. Because they all, I mean, all of the contestants seem to be so gung-ho on, you know, obviously getting getting back on so they can then get all of their endorsement deals. So, um, Sugar Bear hair. Sugar Bear hair. It's Jasmine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did hear um, from somebody who knows a former contestant that there are people who back up what she was saying, what Corinne was saying. Yeah. So, so it's not, you know, but unfortunately, a lot of those people, I think, have better sense than to go out and run their mouths about stuff, whereas people like Raven and Jasmine are out there just, like, talking about stuff that they shouldn't be talking about. I mean, I did read today, um, I think it was an ET Canada piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, anyway, they did, it was a little thing that they did with Alex Watkiv, or how we say his name, Um Oh, little Alex. Yeah, from uh, from JoJo season, that he came out and said that he did not he did not kiss Corinne, that that wasn't true. <laughs> so people were saying, yeah, that she was just making out with everybody. And I don't know if that part's true because I mean, there's so much stuff that's been said. Yeah. So I mean, so like we have we have firsthand account from him saying, I can't speak to those other guys, but I did not kiss her. <laughs> so that was really like a random um, statement, but. Um, there's just so much stuff out there and like who knows, but I think, I mean, and apparently, um, all the outlets that I'm reading too are saying that, um, that they're going to extend the invite to DeMario. DeMario, don't do it. No. You know, I just, and I feel, I do feel really focused on like getting his career back because he lost his job over the situation. I, it's a, it's a sad situation all around. I don't understand how they could, fire him for allegations like that right no but he's already been on the show on the bachelorette he didn't really come off very well on the bachelorette no and then he goes into paradise and is like having i i don't i don't know doing potentially questionable things you know at a certain point like do you really want somebody associated I understand from a company's perspective that you just might not want to be associated with it I know but from a legal perspective it I don't where he works probably because some states can fire you for literally anything it's Cal I'm, I'm curious I want to read now and actually I'm gonna ask I know some people who do employment law I want to ask because I'm very curious because I think because I know New York is an at-will state and you can you yeah can do it. so 
But I feel like they're they're firing. I mean, I I would think that most places they put you on like an administrative leave, or maybe they give you like office inside office tasks. I understand he does like executive I, recruiting. Yeah, that, he's lucky to still have a job if he keeps leaving to go do this kind of stuff. Because if yeah, somebody, somebody at work um, asked to leave to go be on a reality show, it was nothing bachelor level. I don't even know what it was. It's like some like Z list reality show, and my job was like no. <laughs> you can't you can either quit or you can like not do the show what did so, they do i don't think they did the show but then later they just quit <laughs> <laughs> they're like man i should have done the show <laughs> should have done the show uh but but companies really are not under an obligation to wait around while you go to mexico or why you go no, to no, no, no. like you know, he made that choice. No, so. but I th- they're not under an obligation, but I think there's there's I think it's questionable if they choose to do so when something like this pops up and then it turns out that it wasn't true. Like or that it, like I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm saying if legally they decide that it's not true. Right. Then that's I, a- legally they can do they can do that because it's not it's not like a protected class, you know, it's not like they're firing him for being black or for being disabled or for being a woman, you know, like you can't fire people for those reasons. But even in states that don't have at will, I think it's pretty easy to fire people if you really want to. I don't know. Most places, I feel like to for a, for a company to fire you, like you can push back a lot. Like even with New York, for example, being an at will state, like if you have no negative like performance history record, um, it, it, it's most most places aren't willing to just do that. So it just feels it felt, it felt a little aggressive that they did that. But I don't know. I don't. I feel bad for them, but I yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I get it, but still, it was like one of those things that yeah. I mean, I guess in that sense, maybe he wants to come back. Maybe he would want to come back to try to repair his image or also just get money. Like, if he lost his job, he might need the money. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think it's a bad idea, but I guess I'm not DeMario, so he's got to do what he's got to do. I know. a legit job, right? He did, yeah. He was at he was um he worked for Michael Page, which is like a decent um executive um search firm. Oh, that makes me sad that somebody would kind of like toss aside a real career to behave weirdly on The Bachelor. You did see, right, the piece where where Lexi um, came back to his uh, defense. What'd she say? She just came back saying, like, I know that, you know, I went on The Bachelorette um, and talked about like how he was still dating me when he went on the show. But she was like, but he's, this isn't who he is. And like, you know, I, I know I wasn't exactly complimentary of him, but I thought you went Lacey, the camel. Camel No, Lexi. Did I say Lacey? I might've said Lacey. I have no idea. That's what I heard in my head. Cause I know she's going to be in Um, here. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, no, I was talking about Lexi. Whatever. I'm kind of over, giving bachelor in paradise like my mental energy <laughs> i think that was all the major stuff that happened oh uh evan and carly no you know what? i don't even want to talk about him <laughs> i don't know what to say about it he did write like a giant essay weighing in on this whole bachelor in paradise thing and it and he was like you know i don't really know tomorrow but he's a great guy and it's like you just said that you've never met him <laughs> Why are you weighing in on his, like, character? Because you don't know. By doing that, like, 
he's essentially weighing in on, I feel like, Corinne's character by saying, well, he's a great guy. You know, he's not saying anything in her defense. Anyway, I don't like him. I don't care that they're married, so can we just move on? Okay. Did you see the... <laughs> if, if you guys follow us on Twitter, you might have seen, I retweeted uh, the Twitter fight between Rachel and Leah. Oh, yep, yep. Of eyebrows fame. So she casually like sent a breezy tweet over to Rachel saying like actually I guess she didn't tag Rachel she said oh you know I'm watching Bachelorette and my roommate wanders in and is like oh are you watching Love and Hip Hop isn't that hilarious (laughs) like no so Rachel didn't like the tweet and she was like oh you know I should introduce Lee to your roommate seems like they have a lot in common (laughs) Ooh, burn It was pretty harsh, and then Leah kind of spiraled out of control on Twitter, and Leah Block deleted her account. I was going to say she blocked her account, but she just deleted it, so I take it back. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, like, it was coming up in search for me, but now it's just completely gone. Yeah, she was just like, you guys, I'm sorry, you got blown out of proportion. She got really defensive about it. She's like, "I'm, I'm not racist at all. My roommate's not racist, and it's like, well, it it was not a great tweet. <laughs> no, it was not. And she, I mean, she, she tends to, you know, kind of mouth off and say different things. And like, she came out like with the whole bachelor in paradise thing, she came out and made a comment about, you know, how it was just this trashy show. And it's like, uh, you were on the show. She was on there and she was trying to hook up with Chad. So I don't need her to get yeah. on about it, which by the way, so, I mean, all of this stuff has made us really, like, stop to think about the fact that they're basically just pouring alcohol down their throats all day and encouraging them to hook up. Yeah. Um, I felt like last season, you know, the first season or two of Paradise, I mean, essentially it was the same premise, but it felt a lot more lighthearted. Um, and then last season, it already had kind of taken a dark turn with Chad. And then I totally forgot. I think we already talked about how he was yelling at Sarah and, like, making fun of her for having one arm and getting aggressive with people. But you know what I forgot and somebody reminded me of was that he shit his pants. He got so drunk that he passed out and shit his pants. Yes. Like, you're serving people alcohol to the point that they're, like, pooping themselves. That's a problem. That was a red flag. And that should have been enough of a wake-up call. Like, was it funny that he shit his pants? Yeah. But that's also messed up. Well, and he, I think he said in some interview that he had had an entire bottle of champagne or something. I I bet it was a lot of hard liquor, too, because he's a big dude. Yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, I felt like at that point, I I was glad he finally, like, when they sent him home then, because it was just painful to watch. Yeah, and they, I mean, that's the only thing I'll give them credit for, that they did send him home quickly, but they let him get to that point of being that drunk and that aggressive. They definitely didn't intervene when they should have then, which is why when these allegations popped up, I was like, well, I believe it's possible. Yeah. I I mean, at that point, whatever lawsuits come there with, honestly, they kind of deserve it if they're going to keep, you know, letting people drink that much. It's like you can, bars can wind up in legal trouble for over-serving people. I mean, it's much worse in in this case because it's like, they're pushing it on them for our entertainment, you know? Yeah, it's not cool. It's ethically gross. Very much so. so. I mean, I can't even muster up the energy to be like, yay, it's back, because I'm just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Breaking news. Leah Block is back. She's back? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> within three minutes. <laughs> she, she heard us talking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, she can't stay away that long. Wow. I'm surprised she didn't stay away a little bit longer to let it die down. <laughs> she, she deleted that whole day. I bet she did. She says she needed a couple of days to clear her head. Here's what she says from the heart, and there's a link to a note on Facebook. All right, you want to give us a summary of the note? Hold on, it's loading. <laughs> Starting now. Killing me. Uh, she's extending an apology. She acknowledges that entertaining this kind of humor is passive and careless act. Action that stifles the progress of the black community. I feel like I'm underrepresenting this long note here, but um, uh, yeah, she got somebody to write this for. Yeah, she's like it's vitally important to prioritize these experiences and and help destroy the oppressive forces that threaten minority communities. My tweet did neither of these things, and I see that as a personal failure. In my initial Twitter responses to concerned Bachelor Nation fans, I was defensive. The attacks directed at me felt um, to be responses to the epidemic of injustice we have towards individuals of, oh my goodness, she did not write this, of marginalized (laughs) identities, especially the black community. I accept responsibility for my ignorance, and as I move forward, I will engage in these issues so I can become an informed ally who would never consider that tweet to be funny in the first place. Our society should never should be should have no place for hate that targets any minority group. We can't make the future better until we make ourselves better. And I'm starting now. I mean, there are some nice sentiments in there, but I just I don't buy that she wrote it. I hope that she at least believes it. Yeah. But whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I just happened to look down at my phone, and there she was. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. All right. Well, breaking news. <laughs> You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not, because I'm probably not editing this episode tonight. But (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So I guess that's it. Was there any other breaking Bachelor news or anything else that I missed? I mean, I feel like it's mostly just been paradise. It's just been paradise, paradise, paradise. Um, I mean, I... And I think I'm, I've been trying to, this this Monday, I think was good to try to force me back to focusing on the Bachelorette because I just was getting so distracted by all the bits and pieces that we were getting out of the Paradise updates that was ruining the season. And I, I can't forget it completely, but it was nice to go back. I mean, even with sort of the, the drama and the fighting and whatever, it was nice to go back to, you know, this yeah. show for a little bit. I mean, at least here, I feel like there are some real people to hang on to. Yeah. Where Paradise, I just don't know. But Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it, you know, with Paradise, we know, essentially, we, we should know it's kind of what we always knew, which is that it's like the characters, they want to give a second, you know, second opportunity to. Yeah. Or other people who just said yes, right? It's kind of a mix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we need to fill out the cast and you too. Um, so... Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's nice to, yeah, because we're early enough in the season that you still have some fun guys in the mix, but then you also have the guys that are in it for the long haul that are genuine, so it's kind of nice to see a little of that, you know, genuine element, because I think sometimes when you get to the the crew for Paradise, maybe some of the less genuine ones are left. Indeedy. I did. Oh, I think, did I send you the article by Ashley Fraser, Fraser? Yes, you did. Did you ever watch her season that she was on? I did not. 
she's one of those girls who has that like really high like really girly voice and she just always sounds like really innocent but she's also like kind of a huge bitch um <laughs> she was super backstabby to claire uh, my favorite my raccoon princess i like well and she was like what was her her tweet was great during the whole bachelor in paradise yeah, she said something along the lines of she missed the simpler times when she was just a uh, paradise when she was just hanging out with the raccoons and when that was like, that was like the biggest. That's thing. what I want. That's what I want back. I don't want people so drunk that they're face planting or pooping themselves. I just yeah. want general like innocent hijinks. Her oh gosh, her because I was reading her Twitter right now and like yeah, she says I remember the days when the worst things that happened in paradise were the fire ants and raccoons. I hope everything is okay. Then she goes on to say, um, some like someone's, um, I don't even know who this person is, Lucinda Aragon. Mm-hmm. She says, I wasn't forced to, to drink on Bachelor in Paradise. In fact, I had one drink on my birthday and all of Bachelor filming and three beers in Paradise. And Claire's response is, the only thing I was forced to drink on Bachelor in Paradise was a ton of Pedialyte. <laughs> fight, the hi- <laughs> fight the dehydration is the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, they should bring Claire back. I know. I feel like she wants nothing to do with it, though. So, yeah, I think she's just moved on. She's like that chapter is closed. I think that's fair. I just want good things for her. So, even if I don't get to see her, I just hope she's happy. Yeah, um, this is fair. That might have been it. I don't think there's anything else going on. I think that's everything. Oh no! I brought up Ashley for a reason, and then we just started talking about Claire and raccoons. She mentioned in the article. I forget who she did the interview with, and they, you know, they were talking to her about the whole thing with the drama and you know, with Paradise, and she said something about, at one point, you know, that the producers do intervene to keep people around that they want on the show. Mm-hmm. For instance, maybe Ashley. <laughs> mm-hmm. All crying Ashley. She said that there was somebody that they wanted to keep, and they knew that they weren't going to get a rose, and they offered somebody $5,000 to give that person a rose. <laughs> and she said she wasn't going to say who it was, but they did it, and they got I guess no, they, got... they didn't do it. Oh, they, they didn't do it. Yeah, she said they love money, but they didn't do it. Oh, but... but they did manage to convince somebody else to do it for them. Yes, and then actually that's right because she said I think that that other person they didn't pay the money to, but they just did it. Yeah, which is it was it was it was an interesting piece. Yeah, so I I forget where that was. I'll try to find it and tweet it out so people can read it because it was pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, other than that. I think that was all the bad shit. That's really it? You guys, you guys, there's so much going on. We just can't even keep up. Oh, this is a long podcast. There was a lot to cover, even though not a ton happened in the episode. No, so. but it just, yeah, lots lots going on overall in ye oldie Bachelor universe. Oh. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week with a nine-hour podcast on our <laughs> four-hour show. On the four-hour show and the, I don't even know how many hours are in a week, but of worth of Bachelor news. Yeah, it's going to be a real long one. I'm just kidding. We'll probably condense it into a relatively normal podcast. Yeah, you guys charge up your your phone battery so that you can listen, and we will chat with you guys next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share great Bachelor gifts and updates. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you love us, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. They really do help. 